This podcast is designed for you to discover more about who you are, to challenge your old adopted beliefs, and to expand your awareness of what's really possible. I'm Adam Esco, and this is The Unspoken Agreements. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Unspoken Agreements podcast. I am your host, Adam Esco. Thank you so much for being here. I want to first say there's a lot of places you could be. And the fact that you're here with me, with us, with this growing community, I want to say welcome. And hopefully you'll have fun and listen to this podcast and get a lot out of it. For those of you who don't know me, I am someone that gets to help professionals and small business owners who feel trapped in the work. A lot of people have grown up and just lived out their family's expectations or societal expectations on what it is that they should be doing, and it's just not working for them. They are unfulfilled. They're unhappy. Um, Yeah, they might be making the money they want, but not in the way that they want. These people want more. They want to have meaningful work and impact people in a way that feels purpose-driven for themselves. So that's what I help people do. And I help them build an unshakable mindset and become emotionally bulletproof and become confident and vocal leaders so they're able to do that profitably. So if this speaks to you, you could probably best way is just to find me on my website, www.adamesco.com. I also want to give a shout to Truthwork Media who have helped produce this podcast and have been amazing and say that if you're someone that wants to get into podcasting and you're not really sure what to do or what to get or what's the best way to go about it, small business, individual, or big business, it doesn't matter. They'll help you with that, Truthwork Media. Finally, let's introduce Evan Herman. I got connected to Evan and we had just an amazing conversation offline. And I learned that Evan really started his career as a real estate agent and he got significantly into his own personal growth and self-development. And he still sells real estate, but he started a coaching business around people develop themselves. So what's interesting about Evan is he, he hosts a podcast called The Whole Person podcast. And what he's doing is really documenting his journey along the way, something that obviously speaks to me as well. But for people that don't know why that's important, it's because it's incredibly vulnerable to to show a lens on yourself, to have the spotlight be on yourself when you're going through the hard times. That's real vulnerability. Um, it's, it's potentially not as difficult when you're on the other end side of your fear or on the other side of what you're going through. And you could look back and say, hey, this was what my life was like. But to actually go through the journey yourself and to share that openly and vulnerably, that takes a lot of courage. Um, So Evan talks about that process in our episode. We also get deeply into what self-love is and why that's important when you're going on a growth journey. Um, So that's a lot of fun. So enjoy the episode. Uh, I'm just going to send love across the microphone to you that's listening. Thank you for being here and have an amazing day. Evan Herman, thank you so much for being with me here on the pod Friday morning, and it's just nice to be with you, man. Dude, thanks so much for having me on. It's a it's a pleasure to to meet you and to get to be here. Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, we spoke for a while the other day. Uh, got connected by a good friend, Brian Levinson, who uh, you had a chance to talk to, and Brian was like, "Hey, Adam, you got to talk to this guy, Evan. He's going through something that's pretty unique." Um, most people 
go through change, they go through a transformation, and they share what it is that they've learned looking back when they're in a totally different spot. And you're doing something that's pretty unique. Are you, can you share a little bit about what you're going through and how it's unique? Yeah. So about five years ago, I had this idea of wanting to start a podcast and I reached out to the Ziggler show and I said, Hey, I have this awesome idea for you guys. And by the way, I'd like to be the test subject. Essentially, it's, I don't know about you, but I feel like anytime I listen to someone who has arrived speak, I always feel like there's this disconnect between where they're at in life and where I am. While their advice is good and I learn from it, I never got to see it modeled. I never got to see their struggle. And it just made a disconnect between them and me. And so I posed this idea, what if you had another show where you had someone who was like a mentee and you had mentors and the audience gets to see a person learn, grow, and implement these ideas? And they say, wow, that's an amazing idea. Let's think about this. And then it just went nowhere after them saying it was a great idea. But the reason it went nowhere is because they just had so much other stuff they were already doing that they couldn't add another thing at the time. And so I did not feel confident enough on my own to start that. And then years later, I just felt really, really called. I decided to listen to this one podcast and all of a sudden it showed me the model of how to do this. And then I started creating it. So I'm documenting my journey of personal growth and well-being, how I'm learning how to love myself through the process of change. And I realized that before I never loved myself in the process. I just tried to go from point A to point Z as quickly as I could. And I was frustrated with who I was. But I can never be at point Z because if I don't love myself now, I'll never love myself in the future. And so something happened where I started gaining confidence in my ability to podcast. And so fast forward five years, which is now I'm one year doing this, I started recording a podcast and it's it's doing quite well. The content, the guests are amazing. And the personal growth that has happened, you know, I've lost 30 pounds. There's, you know, I stopped drinking soda. Um, there's other bad habits in my life that I've been able to let go and quit. I've seen a lot of growth and change and I've been very vulnerable and open about that. You know, my my areas of life are faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness and fun. My podcast is called The Whole Person Podcast. And the idea is how do we live a life as a whole person in all those areas because each one of those areas affect one of those others. And so how can we have a holistic approach to life where I can have it all? Not where, you know, I can be amazing at my career, but my family life is in ruins. I don't, I don't believe that that's a good life. I want a whole life. I want to be whole in my inner person. And so I started doing this journey. So this is so amazing. Um, there's a couple of things that you mentioned that I'm just very curious about hearing. You're, you've found yourself at one point going from A to B. And then something happens when you're saying, well, how is it that I could love myself? Where did that 
thought come into your awareness? Like, how did that get developed? So that that's more of a recent development, probably with about six, seven months ago. So I have a friend by the name of Craig Westoff, and at one point in time, he was the number one Christian DJ in America. And before he was the number one Christian DJ, he was the number one DJ here in Tulsa. And him and I worked together for a little bit. Uh, and so, you know, I, I had a relationship with him. And one day I'm just scrolling through his Facebook and he talked about, do you have this picture perfect version of yourself, the person that you want to become? And I'm like, heck yeah, I do. He, and then in the video, he goes on to say, well, not only is that self-hatred, it's idolatry towards God. And that, that was like sticker shock. Like how, how is that idolatry towards God? And how is that self-hatred? I'm really curious. So I called him and I was like, hey, I want to dive into this. Can we do a podcast? I'm, I'm not sure what you're saying. I don't quite understand it, but it feels right. So let's, let's talk about this. And ironically, his appointment it for felt that right. moment. When you heard that, you actually, you were actually resonated with that. It actually felt right. It felt right, hmm. but I had no idea um, what what was, I, I didn't know what it meant, but it felt right. So I wanted to learn more. And so what ended up happening is he had an appointment that canceled on him. So he was able to come over to my house immediately and we recorded the podcast. And so what I realized about myself is that I created this picture perfect image of myself that I would never be able to attain on my own, that I had a hard time loving who I am now. And because I couldn't love who I am now, I would never be able to love my future self. To love your future self, you have to love who you are presently. And so how can I love myself in multiple areas of my life? And so when that took place, I realized that I needed healing of the way I thought about myself. And then in terms of idolatry towards God, I I do have a faith and a belief in, in God. And so the idea that there's idolatry towards God is like a pretty big deal. Like, wait, how how is this idolatry that I have this picture perfect image of myself? And then he went on to explain how I created an image of myself that I thought more about, that I thought, God should have made me this way, but instead I'm this way. And so basically I'm saying the way God made me was not correct. And that if I were God, I would have made myself differently. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's true. And so I realized like that doesn't discount personal growth. That doesn't discount growing and changing and having goals and aspirations. What that means is it's about the journey not the destination, because there's never an arrival. And if you put so much focus on becoming the person in the future, you will never be able to be your best self today. So we always talk about, oh, I want to be the best version of myself. But that best version of ourself is five, 10 years down the road. Well, how can I be the best version of myself today? Yeah, and I hear and I hear that. That's really wonderful. One of the words that came up in your sharing that popped in my mind was, you know, start with accepting where you are. It's in a self-acceptance. Part of the self-love is, is acceptance where you are. And like you said, hey, you could you could have aspirations to be, do, have whatever it is that you want, 
But if you're gonna spend your whole life and all your energy trying to get to this place, because you think that's the motherland, like you're gonna have it once you get there and you're just gonna spend all your time getting there, it's gonna be, it's gonna be empty. You're gonna get there, the door is gonna be open. Yeah. There's nothing there, it's beautiful. You know, I, I don't know who says this, but it is a quote. And essentially the scariest place to be in life is to have all the success and all the accolades that you've ever wanted and still be unfulfilled. And I realized that that was the life I was living. That's why so many famous and rich people can have it all and yet still commit suicide because they're not, they don't love who they are, where they're at in the process of growing and changing. So let me get back to something that you said that was really interesting. We got to put some light on this because again, I still think this is unheard of. Um, of course, something that it's attracted me, something that I'm, I'm trying to do. But your, your journey right now is documenting the journey. Your journey is documenting the struggles, the real life emotions, thoughts, belief, you know, everything that comes with the struggle, all the fears. And like you said, something wasn't resonating with you. You get to, the, you go to these conferences, you hear the people that have quote unquote made it. I love, I love that, right? Because we were just kind of shedding light on that. And you're like, well, it's hard to relate because I'm here. I see they they may have other results or success in their life, but like, what did it really take along the way? And so you're showing people that through your, you know, basically your being and what you're doing. So my question to you, Evan, is that is the vulnerability. Does it feel like that now for you? Does it feel scary? Does it feel vulnerable? In some areas, yes, because people are allowed to to know your life and, you know, the way with social media and, and the hatred that is out in the world, how people can use that to, to hurt and try to abuse you. But at the same time, I, I've become so confident in who I am as a person and the journey that I'm on that regardless of whatever else someone else says, I know I'm doing the right thing. And... I have someone very close in my life that says I'm a narcissist, that thinks what I'm doing is completely wrong, and I'm so full of myself, and I like to hear my own voice and watch myself. And, and they basically just like, dude, you, you need to stop doing this. But I realized like, I feel called to do what I'm doing, which is why, even in the face of adversity, I can continue to do what I'm doing. And so... For me, this process is very vulnerable and because there's successes and failures. And at the end of the day, it's really paradigm shifted what I thought of leadership as well. Because a lot of leaders nowadays who speak from stage give a lot of lip service. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, they talk about what success is. They talk about what leadership, what you need to do. But they don't model it. They don't live openly. So I can see the way to implement these things. You can tell me how to implement it. But the thing is, I'm a visual learner. So I need to see it. And so what I realized in my own life, I'm living out the true definition of leadership, which was I'm leading by example. And that's a scary thought because 
if there's room to succeed, there's also room to fail. It's a bright light. It's a shining yeah. light. And I have to be okay with failure because I'll learn more from failure than my successes. It goes back to exactly what you said before of self-love, accepting the failures, accepting the good parts, uh, kind of removing the judgment for your, from yourself. Yeah. Oh, dude, 100%. You know, once I started stop, once I started stop, that's funny. But once I started to stop self-judging my, who I am, I kind of started liking myself. I realized like the good qualities that I have, why my wife married me, why I'm a good father, why, why I'm doing all these other things in life that it's like, you know what? I might not be where I want to be, but I'm better than I was seven years ago. And I'm realizing I'm making incremental progress and I have to be okay with that journey and enjoy where I'm at. All right, let's talk about where the the rubber meets the road, the real challenge, right? This guy, this guy or, or gal, excuse me, someone calls you a narcissist. Someone's very, a, very close to me. So, okay, someone, so this is really, this is this has actually got some juice around it. Very. So I'm going to give a quick story here and then I'm going to ask a question. So when I started my own journey with this, I would start sp- saying things that people would never hear me talk about, right? belief systems, challenging societal norms, things that were, I, like you said, kind of felt called to say that were exciting to me. Someone very close to me was like, you got to be careful about what you're talking about because it's, and I think they meant it from a, a good intention from themselves, but it was kind of like, I wouldn't talk about that kind of stuff, right? Like that, don't be careful, don't do it. That was the advice, unsolicited. And I didn't realize this at the time, but for the next week, I was invisible. I didn't say, like, I just went dark. There was no post. There was no, you know, sharing, nothing. And then I realized, oh, man, I'm really, I really got affected about what this person thought of me. It really affected me. That, like, it pierced through. So I'm thinking, now you have this person in your life who's close to you that called you a narcissist that, you know, thinks you'd like to hear yourself and is, is judging you in those ways. What's what's that process like for you? What thoughts are coming up? How are you getting through that kind of judgment? Well, hopefully he never hears this podcast. <laughs> um, you know what? I, let's just be vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. It was my own father. Oh, it was my own father. The man who my entire life, I've wanted his positive affirmation. I wanted him to speak kindly to me. I want want to feel affirmed by him, but he's of the mindset that, you know, if I'm trying to affirm you, you're weak. Or that the way that I should affirm you is by telling you the wrong things about yourself, your mistakes, your the bad things, so that you can correct it. And out of love, I will do that. So here's this person in my life that I want positive affirmation from, that that I have a scar and a need that needs to be fulfilled. Well, he's never going to be able to fulfill that. I've had to learn that. And even now to this day, there are things that happen. He says that hurts deeply. But I've also had to learn how to be secure in who I am as a person. And I'm not there yet. 
I mean, I'm going through therapy right now over some of this stuff and it's really helping. And so how I overcame that is because I had a lot of people that believed in me a lot, you know, some, I had some friends like, dude, you're called to do this, man. I think you'd be great at it. I had such an overwhelming support from people around me other than my father that just told me I needed to do it. And so I did. And the more I did it, the more support I got from, from some external sources. But here's what really confirmed that I was doing a good job. I started landing high-profile quality guests out of the gate before I had episode one even out there. And I just realized what was drawing them to me was the heart behind the message. And I say that because if your heart is in the right spot, most people will be able to pick up on that. Yeah, this is this is so important, uh, and I want to spend a second here. What I'm hearing you say is you're still going through it. This is like the person that might matter as much as anyone else in this physical world. Your father has caught opinions on you, yet you still feel called to do it. You're getting external results that are matching what you feel internally. What I'm you said something that really caught caught my ear, which was, you know, I think it was in the saying of what your father said was that you like to hear your own voice. And this is the kind of stuff that I like to challenge, right? Yeah. What if you do like to hear your own voice? What if that actually gives you real joy and fulfillment? Is there something wrong with that? Like if you like to podcast, to speak, to share, to teach, to preach, I, I know that's part of what you do. Maybe that's part of your nature. It, is there anything wrong with that? I don't think so. Because again, it goes to the intention of my heart. And so the intention is pure. It's not selfish. While I am recording my own journey, Go ahead. Well, that so the, I love the word selfish. I talk. This is like one of my favorite new words. How are you using the word selfish? Ooh, I love it. Good point. <laughs> I know exactly what you're thinking you right know now. What I'm talking about. It, it is okay for me to be selfish in that area. One hundred percent. The word selfish in my dad's terminology or in this context is that I'm. You know what? While he's meant to use it as a negative, I really see no negative in it. Because for me, think about this. I get to create the podcast. Right. I, I, I get some of the highest quality of people on my show to spend an hour with me. That we talk, that there's sometimes some coaching going on. If I were to pay these people to come speak to a group for an hour, it would be $40,000. Okay? But I get an hour of their time for free. And I get personalized coaching. Like, dude, that's incredible. And so what's even fun or better is that not just in that moment, but when I go back to re-listen to it, because yes, I'm hearing my own voice. Do I like my own voice? I tend to, but it's like relearning it all over again. 
And so for me, I do like hearing myself. Cool. I, I really do. Hell yeah. Um, but, but not in a narcissistic way. In a, in a okay, here's, here's a guy who's going through the exact same stuff I am going through, my avatar, me, and I, I get to relearn the stuff from myself. Like that's just such a unique perspective that a lot of people won't ever get that opportunity because they don't, they're not doing this. And, and, and this is so important because like, if you're going to put, um, I, I said this before, if we have a spectrum, right, there's a line and selfishness is on one end of the line, like extreme, extreme, extreme selfishness, only thinking about yourself. And the other end of the line is selflessness or altruism. Either end of the polarity is, is serving in some ways and it's really not going to serve you in, in other ways, right? If you were totally selfless, how are you going to build your self-love? Maybe some people could do that, but if it's not feel right to you, right? If you just went to do some a selfish job for your whole life, but it wasn't like you're calling what's in your heart right now, you might have a really big gap in that self-love de- department and maybe. And so- I think there's there's some place there's a balance and there's sometimes to to kind of leverage that selfishness and sometimes it's really helpful to not um but I it can I don't judge either side of it. Well, it's the concept like you're flying in an airplane, who do you put the mask on first, yourself or your children? I mean, obviously I love my children more and I'd give my life up for them. But if I can't take care of myself first, I'm not going to be able to take care of them. So you, you know this might be a, a, a fun area to talk about a little bit. You know, you're going through this vulnerable journey. You're sharing it. You mentioned that you are spending some time in therapy. And from our early talk, and I just just sharing that, you just kind of lit up for a second. I saw you just bounce yeah. up. Like, oh, dude, I love it. Well, I love it too. And there's still a stigma for men, especially that, hey, like, let's not talk about this. Um, so what I'm curious about is when did you start accepting the fact that, hey, this is something that it's okay to talk about. And was there ever a time before that that you were like, I better just keep this hush-hush? Yeah, so I think as I became more of an adult, I became okay with the idea of therapy. Never did it, though. More because of a a money issue, (laughs) never not having money. And now that we've reached a a level of some some financial success, um, well, let me phrase this, just abundance, not living out of lack, I could afford that and I I did that. But there was a point in time in my life where I would have been ashamed. And I was around 16. And this is a heavy story. I remember the day I was going to commit suicide. And I was very bullied growing up from my classmates and peer like every day I went to school I was bullied, sometimes physically, but all verbally. What kind of stuff was would, they, would they say? So before, okay. So for anyone listening, hear my heart, okay? Back then, 12, 13, 14, well, no, longer than that, almost 16, 17 years ago, homosexuality had a negative connotation to it. And so what would happen is very verbally, people would start calling me gay, a homosexual, and using that as a very derogatory term, mean, hurtful. Um, Because at a young age, I decided to remain celibate until I got married. 
And because of that decision, I lived a little bit differently. You know, I, I wasn't trying to be a man whore to the girls at school. I treated them with respect. I was also an individual who treated my teachers with respect. I listened, I obeyed. So right then I was just different. And because of it, I had a lot of favor with some of the the females and my teachers. Well, I got ridiculed from the guys from that. And that was from a very early age. But finally going up to 16, I just, I was done. I was done with my life because I thought I was the problem and that I caused pain and issues everywhere I go. And specifically, what really was the tipping point was there is one day we're in the kitchen and I was talking to my dad. I, and I'm not going to get this right now, but then I, I do know it was correct. But it's something like the, the 24th president is also like the 26th or 23rd is the 25th president. There was like this gap in his presidency. I can't remember specifically the terms or, or what it was. And my dad being a very political person said, no, that you can't do that. You can't have two different terms as a president and just, just harped on me. And we just learned that in, in school. And so I was like, well, if my own dad would get set off by just this, maybe I am worthless. And he's mad. And so I'm causing anger. I'm the problem. And I just, I felt like such the problem. And I was so hurt and broken. I decided I was going to shoot myself in my parents' room on my father's side of the bed. Not in his bed, but next to his bed. And I walk in there. And I was going, we didn't have a handgun. And so I was going to figure out a way to pull the trigger with a shotgun and blow my head off. And I get in there. And I don't remember if I had the gun or not at this point. Part of me feels like I did. But the other part is like, eh, maybe he didn't have the gun. I don't, I, I don't remember. But I remember... I felt like right before I was going to commit suicide, I screamed at God. I said, God, you don't love me. You never intervened. You could have made all the stuff go away. Why? Why did you let this happen? And then I just said, because you never intervened, I'm going to kill myself. And then, this might be hard to believe, but I felt like I heard God's voice. And he said this, would you want your mother to clean that up? And then all of a sudden, I had this picture of my mom scrubbing the floor, scrubbing the walls, and having to clean up after me. And that image wrecked me to the point where I fell down to the ground crying. And I said, God, I don't want my life. I can't do anything with it. And I hear him say, good, give it to me because I can which didn't make sense to me because I already believed in him. But it was at that moment he asked me to start surrendering over the hurt and the pain that went along with all the abuse that I've been receiving over the years. And I said, you're going to have to show me how to do this because I don't know how to surrender the hurt and the pain. And he said, okay. And I said, and you're going to have to heal me of suicide immediately because I don't want to see a psychiatrist. I don't want to get help because I was afraid I would get bullied more. And I heard him say, okay. And from that moment, I was 
healed of suicide. I didn't struggle with it anymore because up to that point, I struggled with it. You know, I, I tried hanging myself. I tried suffocating myself. I tried drowning myself all to the point where when it got painful, I quit. And then shortly after that, God started bringing friends into my life that were much older than me. Uh, I was in high school and I just started becoming friends with college students that were three, four, five, six years older than me that were in a Christian uh, group. And man, that saved me, bro. That so saved me. But I had this negative stigma about therapy that I'd get bullied for if people found out. So I didn't want to go. But it wasn't until much later that I wished I had gone. And for anyone out there who's wondering whether they should or shouldn't go through therapy for any life situations, I do it. Do it, do it, do it. You will not regret it. And find someone that practices cognitive behavioral therapy. It's called CBT. It's a way to, to learn how to think differently about things that trigger your life. It focuses on where you're at now and how to change and rewire your mind so you can have a healthier future. Because what I learned is by trying to dig up my past and heal my past, the past has been lived. I can't change it, but I can change how I respond to those thoughts. And so it puts more hope in my future than trying to heal my past. So I want to take this moment and breathe into this space because uh, that was a really heavy and uh, vulnerable story. And I want to say thank you for sharing that and whoever that may impact, like those words were real and I felt your, your emotion. So I want to acknowledge you. <laughs> you're, you're balling. I'm, I'm like, I'm borderline tears here. Um, and, uh, you know, just listening to that, it, you know, just hearing some of that journey that you had to go through with the bullying. And then it, the more you would show up yourself getting just the fear of whatever may happen. And now you're living a life where you're actually putting yourself out there with what had happened before in the past when you would show up that way, just makes me think of how much more courageous and vulnerable it must be to do it. And you get to live the effects and, and it's deserved. Man, I'm really glad you said that because I've never thought of that before. So that's something I just learned about myself right now. That That's gonna go to my journal later. That's really good. <laughs> You deserve it. Evan, this has been one of the fastest 30 minutes. Uh, I want to thank you again for being on here, especially thank you for opening up. It's good to get to know you more and more. And I'd love to give you a, uh, a plug right now. If you could share where people could find you, learn more about you. Yeah. So social media, uh, Facebook is kind of my go-to. It's Evan Herman, E-V-A-N-H-E-R-R-M-A-N. My email address is evan at evanherman.com. If you're interested in the journey and the stories, the podcast is called The Whole Person Podcast. And, you know, if you're going to listen to that, start on episode one right, and just work your way through it. That way you get to see the process of growth. Um, and Adam, man, thanks so much for letting me come on here. And, you know, you brought, so, you asked me some great questions that, you know, made me start thinking differently about a few things. So I love that paradigm shift. And dude, your work here is awesome. Appreciate like you're so good at this. <laughs> and so keep it up, bro. I'm, you have such a great podcast. I, I, I've really enjoyed it. And so 
Great job, man. Uh, I appreciate the words. I received that with love. You know, in the past, I would try to deflect that, but I, I really want to honor honor that and and thank you for saying that. And it's a lot of fun. You bet. All right, brother. Talk you soon. Bet, okay. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please visit me at www.adamesco.com. <laughs>